Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. All right, folks, we're ready to go. We're back. We're revved up. We're, we're ratcheted up. Let's do this. Let's go. Get the podcast. 67. 67. 67% of the way there. Let's go. Gotta love math. <laughs> gotta love it. And, you know, gotta love numbers, like seven and one. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good transition. <laughs> gotta like numbers. What's your number? Uh, what am I? Uh, five and three. Okay. Five and three. Yep. We made a bold prediction last week. I'm a little stressed about it now because the Vikings are like five and two. Five no, and three. I think they're five and four. Oh wow, they haven't had their buy. I yet? don't think they've had their buy yet. Wow. Um, I can check real quick. All right. I'll. I'll well, you, you talk about something this, else. I'll pull it up. This Josh Dobbs character is stressing me out. I mean, I thought for sure he's going to come in. They're definitely going to lose. The Vikings would lose. They'd be like four and four or four and three, whatever. The record should be. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, this seems like setting up so well for the Lions. This Dobbs character comes in, didn't even take a single snap with the team that week in practice. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard that. Had to practice the snap with the center on the sideline of the first game. Yeah, before the game. Didn't know. He also said, I don't even know everybody's names. So he doesn't know all the players' names. Then it gets even weirder. How the guy won the game, I don't know. He, didn't, he said that coming in and learning the new offense in one week to play, he said it was like studying all semester long for your AP Spanish exam, and all of a sudden the teacher puts down the AP French exam in front of you. What? <laughs> and he passed. What? That's so this insane. Guy is, this guy's smart. And then I come to find out he's like some sort of astronaut. What? <laughs> he's an astronaut? <laughs> I'm telling you, the story gets crazier and crazier. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's like a, uh, he's an astronaut. What in the world? That's ridiculous. Hey, Siri. Is Josh Dobbs, is Josh Jobs an astronaut? Oh. Siri's not. Never reliable. No, that's true. If you t- especially if you tell it to search the internet for something. Yeah. Okay. So I did. She, she's dumb. The Vikings are five and four. My gosh, five and four. That's crazy. I never thought they'd be five and four. No. So yeah, they haven't had their buy so yet. Josh Dobbs is stressing me out. But I still say I still say the bold prediction is true. Lions have won the North. You, you say the Lions. You still saying Lions win the North? That's my prediction. I'm I'm still with you in that seat. I get behind that train. Okay. Um, yeah. The strain's not stopping either. Let's start with the uh, let's let's give your game predictions. Game predictions, yeah. yeah Lions are are uh, back. They're back in business off the bye week this week. They play on Sunday. That's uh, a four o'clock game, right? Not it a is. one o'clock. No, it's a f- like four o five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so then they're playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. Uh, who are three and five? No. I don't. I don't know the record. I think they might be four and four. Okay, they just won. I think they're four and four. 
Okay. And I think, to be honest, I think the Chargers uh, have a – their record doesn't show quite how good they are. I think they're better than the record. I think they're better than the record. They've lost some really good teams. Um, are they playing in Detroit? No. They're playing in L.A.? Yep. They're playing in L.A. Um, I still say – I'm going to go with the Lions win. I'm going to go with the Lions win. All right. I'm going to predict the Lions win too. Okay. And for one reason – Health. Yeah. The Lions are healthy. Do we get, is uh, David Montgomery off the, uh, yep. He's, he's back? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Our, our, we're pretty much at full strength. And you know what else? I'm going to, I'm going to boost your confidence a little bit more. I wasn't sure if Montgomery was back. I was hearing stuff this week that he was potentially going to be back. Montgomery's back. So we have our hardcore power. Just strong man running back. Hammer. David Mon- <laughs> the, the hammer, right? Yeah, so we got our hammer back. That's that's Montgomery. And the Lions have found a scheme that works really well with Jameer Gibbs. The Swiss Army knife. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I think having both of those weapons back is going to really help the Lions uh, in, in the, really in, in the future, but specifically predicting this next game. I think, I really think, because of Gibbs and Montgomery being together um, at full strength, it's going to be, I think that the offense is going to have a great game. And I actually, I, I want to make a bold prediction for the second half of this season okay. for the Lions. I got- say that second half of the season, the entire offense takes a major step up in production. Really? That's my bold prediction for that's the second a, half. That's a bold prediction because they've already been pretty good. I know. They have been pretty good, and I think that's about to go up a level. Okay. That's a bold prediction. Okay? That's just something I want to say. <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. Awesome. I like it, too. Yeah. Um. I'm a little bit—I don't think it's going to be a blowout game. I'm a little bit concerned about this game. That well, you should be. The Chargers are a great team. Because I do think the Chargers are a much better team than the record shows. Justin Herbert's a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. They got Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got know. some good. They got a good defense. Palmer's out, uh, but like <clears throat> they, they got a they got some really good weapons on their team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think Chargers are a good team. Yeah, for sure. So, but I, I think the Lions win. I'm, I'm predicting the Lions win. I'm predicting the Lions win too. And so, let's jump into our topic today. Okay, let's do it. I don't know what to call this topic, (laughs) but I will say that I've had some thoughts lately about, I read through the book of Acts, and I noticed something in the book of Acts, and I thought it was really cool. Um, Essentially, this verse in Acts 26, 14 really jumped out to me the other day when I was just reading my Bible in the morning. All right, I like it. And in Acts 26, 14, it says this. This is Paul speaking. And he's in court, and he's defending himself against the Jewish council. Yeah. And they essentially asked him to give his statement on his side of things. And so he starts from the beginning. Right. And he says, I was walking on the road to the city of Damascus to uh, imprison more Christians and I had the high council's permission 
to do this. Yeah. I am was a Pharisee of the highest regard, and he even names the the rabbi he studied under. Yeah. And he says, and this bright light came out of nowhere and hit all of us. Yeah. But a voice spoke to me in Aramaic, and I understood it. And he, but then he kind of says, you know, nobody else understood, but people heard it. But yeah. I understood it. He says in verse 14, we all fell down and heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's useless for you to fight against my will. Yeah. That, that last sentence, I just thought about that and it brought a lot of peace to my heart. Yeah. It's useless for you to fight against my will. I think one of the hardest things in life is to trust that everything is happening on the, at the, the right time. Right. And I am going to be successful and I'm not wasting my time and my life and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's yeah. a stress point for a lot of people. Oh, 100%. Um, even me, like, Lord, I thought by now... This would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord, I thought by now that would have happened. Right. And then you're like, did I make a mistake? Yeah. Did I ruin something along the way? Did, right. Was I, should I have made that decision? Should I have decided <laughs> to stay? Should I, should I have done that? Should I have apologized more? Like, right. <laughs> like all these things. And then you just read this. It's impossible for you to fight against my will. Yeah. I was, so. I, that's, does it bring peace to your heart like it brings peace to my heart? Yeah, it, it definitely brings peace to my heart. And I had a few, I just kind of two things I wanted to throw into this conversation. Let's go. So as we were talking about this right before we started recording, uh, I did a quick like 10-second research, you know, uh, That's on podcast prep. <laughs> yeah, it's serious podcast prep. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just grabbed this verse, was looking at it in a bunch of different translations, uh, went to uh, Bible Gateway, was looking at some of the little Greek words there. Um, And one of the things that's really interesting was actually in most of the translations uh, of that verse, it actually says, you know, God speaking says, you know, it's impossible or it's, it's hard for you to kick against the goads which is a weird term. We don't ever say that anymore. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I love that term, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is amazing. It's like a funny, <laughs> such a funny word, the goads. Yeah. Impossible uh, for you to kick against the goads. Yeah. And what's interesting is that I actually um, I have a pretty good understanding of a goad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't just, it's funny. Uh, because when I used to work at a cattle farm. Uh-huh. And we didn't use goads like they use, you know, back in Bible times. But basically a goad back in the, in the Bible time was a, a long stick with a pointy end. And they would poke the cow with it okay. in, in, the, in the butt or in their, in their like knee, in their back of their leg and their knee. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of nerves back there. And the cow would move forward. And a cow would never kick back against ah. a goad because it would stab them. It's just not instinct to kick against it. It's it's never. It's not their instinct to kick against something that's you know poking into you. Yeah. It, you know you wouldn't want to kick against some if something you know somebody put a spear up against your leg. You wouldn't want to kick back either. Exactly. Um, but so in modern times we don't use giant goads with. So you know we don't use 
those goats like that anymore. Yeah. But when I worked on a cattle farm, we did we would use uh, more modern tools with sticks and things like that, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> with cattle shoots and getting getting cows to move in a specific area. And what's interesting is if you do get right behind a cow and hit him in the legs, he's almost almost never going to kick backwards. He's always going to just take off moving forward. Yeah. And that's kind of like, it kind of gives me some peace because I'm like, okay, so I know that there's there's the will of God here, that God does have a an overarching or uh, this uh, all-powerful will that he is instating. And there's no decision that I can make that's going to really stop that. There's a lot of thoughts out there about um, the Lord's will and, yeah. and, and our will. And we've got free will. Right. But also there is this... Okay, so tell me if you agree with this. Okay. We have free will. Yes. All right. Do you agree with this? That there is a large plan put in place by God, and it's going to happen. Yes. Okay. I totally 100% agree with that as well. But with that understanding, it feels like something is colliding. (laughs) Right. I have free will to ruin... The plan. Right. But I can't ruin the plan. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that. Right. I believe God is much bigger than any little decision I could make down here to to ruin something. Exactly. And that God's so much bigger that it just doesn't affect it. In my mind, it's like this. There's an anthill in my driveway. Yeah. These ants have made hundreds and thousands of decisions to move little <laughs> bits of sand yeah. to build a home right there. And I get in my car and I pull in reverse and I back out of my driveway and I run over their world. <laughs> With no regard. With no regard to all their little decisions they just made down there. Right. Because I am so much bigger and greater and my mind is so much more complex and powerful than theirs is. Yeah. That's kind of how it's like. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny to me to think that somehow an ant making decision is really going to affect me. Yeah. That's kind of how it's like. Yeah. And there's another point I wanted to bring up about when Paul says this, because you said this earlier, but he's he's actually on on trial when he's saying this. Mm-hmm. And it's towards the end of his life. It's at the end of Acts or near the end of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably got at this point between two to five years left of his life. And But that being said, that means that he has walked and walked with the Lord, planted churches, done all kinds of crazy things. I mean, just go read. I think it's First uh, Corinthians twelve or Second Corinthians twelve, where he lists all of these moments oh, yeah. where he's been in danger over and over and over again. You know, from from robbers, from thieves, from uh, beasts, from like riots. I mean, he, he, I can't remember everything off the top of my head. It's a long list. Yeah, but he gives this list. And I, what I like about this verse, Pastor Luke, mm-hmm. is that Paul says this. After all, that's kind of happened. Yeah. And so he has an understanding that even though all of these bad things have happened, even though I've made bad decisions, even though, like you said in Romans, what I want to do, I don't do, and what I don't want to do, I do. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's that whole thing in Romans 7. And so he's like, I've made bad decisions, bad things have happened, but 
the will of God has prevailed in my life. Yes. And so he's at a point where he can look back now at that statement that God made to him years and years ago on the road to Damascus and say, God told me it was going to be hard. It was going to be useless for me to go against his will. Yeah. And I've seen that play out in my life. So he's, which is so cool because, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm not even to a place where I could look back and say that. Oh, oh yeah. No way. I, I, I feel like. Uh, the prayer is that we would all get there. Right. That we would 100%. all look, look back and go, oh, my. Every step of the way, yeah, the Lord was there. Come on. It, but in the moment, you're like, panic. <laughs> you're, pan- you're panicking. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you really are. And I want to be able to look back and go, whoa, Lord, you took care of me every step of the way. I can't believe it. Yeah. That's so good. And I want to just encourage everybody out there and encourage myself with this, that... You cannot stop the will of the Lord. Yeah. The major, big picture will of the Lord for your life. People have put it this way, that God is not micromanaging our lives, but he is definitely managing humanity. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And and that's really a great way of, of putting it, that the Lord isn't micromanaging every word that comes out of our mouth and every thought we think and every decision we make. He's not micromanaging what my meal is tonight. You know, yeah. he's not micromanaging what time I wake up tomorrow morning. He's, all these things are up to me. But at the same time, as the years and years of my life go on, his will is being done. The, lar- the big picture has got to happen. And so that just tells me that I will succeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will succeed at what the Lord has for my life. Yeah, and that's it, is that you will succeed with for what the Lord has for your life. Think about think about Paul for a second, Pastor Luke. Paul, before he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus, I can promise you that his vision for his life, if you walked into Paul's study room and took a took a picture of his vision board to post on Instagram. It did not have uh, be shipwrecked three times, yeah. be beaten to the point, uh, be beaten three times by the Jews, be yeah. stoned to death, um, be constantly in danger from robbers, bandits, and riots. Mm-hmm. Like, I promise you that wasn't on his vision board. Yeah. He was a, a flowering student under one of the most... Uh, Esteemed, esteemed rabbis. There you go. So what I was looking for, most esteemed rabbis. And his goal, I'm sure, was to become the next esteemed rabbi. Yeah. To, to And the rabbis got to live in this almost kind of comfortable lifestyle. Oh, very comfortable. And so his, they made the world hard for the follower, the, the Jews. Yes. But really easy for themselves. Exactly. And so that was Paul's vision. I'm I'm sure if you if you could have talked to young Paul, he would have told you all of the incredible things, the the, the comfort that he was going to live in one day. And now, years later, towards the end of his life, he finds himself in prison, having to testify just to save his own life because over and over and over again he's been been beaten and imprisoned, and now he's testifying before. I think this is before Felix is when he's testifying here. 
And he's able to stand there, though, and say that it was useless for me to kick against the will of God because God's will has prevailed. God has made me successful in what he has called me to do, not in what I had envisioned, this this beautiful uh, vision board of comfort in Mm -hmm. my life, not this Instagrammable moment where I could take a picture and say, look how good my life is. He's like, no, my life has been really difficult, but the will of God has prevailed. People have been added to the kingdom. Churches have been planted all over the known world because it was useless for me to kick against the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul's life is interesting as you read about it in Acts. And one of the things I find really interesting is the oddity of how many years he spent in prison accidentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Yeah. So... He spends two years in prison. Is it in Jerusalem at first? I can't remember. I think it is somewhere like, you know, in in an Israel town. Somewhere in Israel, he's in prison for like two years. And one of the reasons he's in prison for two years is because there was a changing of the guard of leadership over, like the Roman leadership changed. Oh, yeah. And his case kind of got forgotten about right with the changing of the guard and he just sat in prison <laughs> for two years he just sits in prison for two years that's yeah. terribly like okay listen if, <laughs> every right to just be like god uh this is not supposed to happen right all right so finally he gets his case and he appeals to rome yeah so he's got but they got to take a boat ride yeah, right. And, Long boat ride. And not only that, it was a boat ride heading into the winter season, and they hit this huge storm, this headwind. It actually says, I, th- I think the kind of storm, it was more like a hurricane or a typhoon or something like that. Yeah. And they get shipwrecked. Yeah. They don't make it to Rome. No. They almost die from starvation and uh, the elements, um, drowning, all of the above. Okay. And they finally, the ship completely falls to pieces and they swim to shore. <laughs> yeah. He is building a fire. As soon as they get to shore, they're wet, cold, and terribly miserable. Yeah. And he's building a fire, and a snake bites him in the hand. <laughs> it was a poisonous snake. Yeah. And he shakes it off into the fire. And everybody's, the Bible says that they wait for his hand to swell up and for him to die, and it doesn't happen. It never does. So they're like, this, they, they're like amazed at this man. He's like almost yeah. like, you know, a god. And they end up staying... At this place where the ship fell apart at for two years. It's crazy. He was in prison there. (laughs) On Malta, (laughs) on a little island. Yeah, the island of Malta. Now, that's not part of the plan, right? That's (laughs) not part of the plan. No, exactly. This is Paul we're talking about. The man who wrote the majority of the New Testament. The man that we pull most of all of our... Doctrines in theology from. Right. The man who preached to all of Asia, the Bible, the Bible says. Asia. Yeah. Ever seen how big Asia is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Rhode Island, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's huge. It's got countries galore in billions of people. Now, this place is big. The Bible says he preached to all of Asia. Yeah. This man is stuck now four years in accidental prison. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're worried about going to college and wasting time getting an education or wasting time 
we're doing something that I don't know, right? Yeah. We're worried. We're worried. Yeah, exactly. We're always concerned that we're not going to fulfill our ultimate destiny for our lives. Yeah. Listen, this man, one of the I th- I think, in my opinion, outside of Jesus, yeah, this man was used second to Jesus. Oh, I totally agree. To spread the gospel, to make an impact, to write the Bible. Yep. Right. He's not, things are not going well for him. And then finally, he makes it up to Rome and he spends the rest of his life in prison. Yeah, spends the rest of his life in a Roman prison. And then is, you know, church tradition says eventually executed under Nero. Yep. Beheaded. Okay. (laughs) So did Paul not fulfill the will of God for his life? Because he was accidentally in prison for years and years and years? Or was God good to, good with him? Yeah. And I want to let you know right now, God was good with him. Very good with him. Yeah, absolutely. That, that the Lord, the, and it goes right back to Acts 26, 14. Yeah. Paul, it is impossible for you to fight against my will. Yeah. Now, that's incredible. Yeah. And I want to I want to do something pessimistic. I'm going to go to what most scholars believe and I would agree with this. That was Paul's last letter he ever wrote, which is 2 Timothy. And I've actually heard I don't you know I don't know if this is true or not. We nobody really knows. But I've actually heard that some of 2 Timothy the, the entirety of it was actually kind of put together and sent to Timothy uh, by Luke after Paul had died that he had just found some of Paul's writings and, and put them together and sent them to Timothy. Hmm. Um, not sure exactly if that's true, but just kind of to show you that it's pretty accurate. That this, this is probably some of the last things that Paul ever wrote was in 2 Timothy. Check out what he says here. He's writing to Timothy. He says, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have become uh, confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who are able to pass them on to others. Now, okay, you ready? Here it is. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. Athletes cannot win a prize unless they follow the rules, and hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the first fruits of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Interesting. <laughs> the Lord will help you understand all these things. Yeah. And I love that because Paul is saying, just like a soldier doesn't get tied up in civilian affairs, yeah. just like an athlete follows the rules, just like a farmer is the one who reaps the harvest, even though there's things that you don't understand, you know, a soldier doesn't always understand all the orders yes. that he's given. An athlete doesn't understand all of the rules that they have to follow. Or they get frustrated <laughs> with all the rules they have to follow. Yeah. A, a farmer doesn't really understand how a how crops spring up. Yeah. I mean, I know I put it in the ground and I water it, but really what's happening down there, I don't really know. But I know in a few months I get to harvest things. And he's like, and listen, God is going to help you to understand these things. Because I think he's looking back at his life and being like, listen, 
It, there's frustrations. There's frustrations. There's things that happen that don't make sense, but the will of God prevails. Yeah. God will help you in these things. And I want to, we said this earlier, but I want to get to the end of my life and I want to look back and say, oh my goodness. Yeah. Come on. I, I follow the rules. I obey the orders. I ate the fruit. Yeah. Look at, I don't know how it all came together. Yes. Praise the Lord. But I'm eating the fruit now, like the farmer. That's so good. Well, that's, that's awesome. That, that's a great place to end, too. What do we call today's podcast? <laughs> the, sol- the soldier, the athlete, and the farmer? That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> People are going to listen and be waiting the entire podcast. Poor folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. You had to wait to the end. Yeah, I'll wait till that last two minutes, but you get it. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there, and you'll be like, Whoa! <laughs> Mind blown. It'll be like a movie ending that you never didn't see coming. <laughs> never saw that coming. Never saw that coming. Let's go. <clears throat> I see dead people. He was dead the whole time. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But it's probably not too soon. Sixth Sense. I don't even know what <gasps> you're talking I've never seen that movie. Okay, before we end, I'll... You never saw Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis? No. Oh, okay. We'll go... Oh. All right, so story about a little boy. Okay. He sees dead people. Okay. And it torments him because they're scary. Yeah. And uh, there's one of the main characters is actually Bruce Willis. Okay. He's a police officer. Okay. And he kind of comes on the scene because the boy was like freaking out at school one day or something like that. And the like police officer showed up and he's trying to help him. Yeah. And he gets like, he ends up like, kind of like caring for the boy and, and wanting to help the boy and becoming more like a father figure to him. And it turns out that Bruce Lewis was a ghost and dead the whole time. Wow. And he didn't know it, though. Bruce Willis didn't know that he, had, he was dead. But And every time he interacted with the boy, he was a ghost to the boy. Wow. And so the boy, nobody could see Bruce Lewis but the boy. And when you remember, and it unveils at the end that he was dead the whole time, yeah. it all makes sense because he didn't have a single conversation with anybody the entire movie but the boy. And he was wearing the same clothes the whole time. That's crazy. Yeah. Sounds like a great movie. It is a great movie. It's called Six Sense. <laughs> so the six, it. they're going to get like a five senses, and the six right. senses is like seeing dead people. Right. Anyway, spoiled the <laughs> movie it. for you, though. <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay. It's I'll an old movie. It. So I thought, you know, <laughs> I see dead people. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, if I haven't seen it by now, you can spoil it. Cult classic, really. <laughs> we spo- That's what our ending was like, just like the movie Sixth Sense. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there at the end of the podcast. <laughs> It's been great to be with you today, Pyatt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.